0: That stack of books. I'm Steve Cher.
1: I'm Nancy Pearl.
0: This is the short books that we are reviewing because Nancy loves them a- episode of the show. How does that <laughs> sound? Does that sound good?
1: <laughs> That's good. It sounds good. All
0: right. I'm starting just with something, just because a long time ago you turned me on when I wanted something that wasn't serious to read. You turned me on to Ross McDonald. And I've been reading all these Ross McDonald books the mystery writer steeped in 50s and 60s visions of American psychology, and I just finished one called The Zebra Striped Hearse, which I thought was brilliant, and you have read it.
1: I have read it. I couldn't tell you what the plot was, but with Ross MacDonald, you don't necessarily even need the plot. I mean, he, he is really steeped in his books. Are so they're, they're intricate they're all they all deal with the effects of the past on the present and that that try as you might, you cannot escape your past, your family's past. And then all this Freudian psychology that he was so interested in, his first one was called the Galton case which yeah, have you read that one yet? No well that was the first one he wrote and it's very as I understand it, very autobiographical oh so.
0: You know, it, it's funny because I saw one movie based on uh, a Ross Macdonald novel with uh, Paul Newman as Lou Archer, his character often, his character, and um, it just didn't do it justice at all to the intricacies and the and the and the and also what a wonderful writer, so many phrases. Uh, what was it the phrase he used about seeing the sky, and it was its infinite amplitude as it went away. It just was brilliant.
1: I mean, filled with metaphors. Yes. Yeah, filled with, you know, uh, which, which you get in the best sort of, of, of that era, detective fiction. Uh, Ross, uh, Raymond Chandler has a bunch of, of those as well. But, he, you know, he's a kind of... Uh, some of his books, I think people would say, are dated a bit, but the plotting is so superb, and you cannot outguess him. Yeah. I, I mean, there's something and he you know, well, there's a lot about um, the Hispanics in California at that time. You get a lot of that coming up in the different books, the differences between um, the wealth inequality. I mean, he's he's the typical detective, you know, the kind of rough exterior with the heart of gold. And, and he doesn't take advantage of women the way for example um, John D McDonald's main character does I believe take advantage of women.
0: You just reminded me that I just I finished a couple of weeks ago a second a different Ross McDonald book <laughs> which was not with Lou Archer. Uh-huh. can't remember the name right now but it was it was different enough that I thought that was interesting that it was a different character, a different plot. Katie Sewell who's eating some scrambled eggs at the Bryant Corner Cafe quietly you thought you' were going to be quiet. Have you ever read Ross McDonald? No I never have all right. I need to. Yeah. I think you would like him because of the of the writing, but also that you like mysteries. And he is, as Nancy said, just very intricate.
1: Yeah, I love mysteries. And I used to love Henning Kells series, but it's over now. So I've been in lost in the wasteland. So I will start. I will try to find a, a Ross McDonald on my shelves from that I have picked up at garage sales, et cetera, and bring, one for, bring it for you to try.
0: Yeah, yeah. who's the other one we like Uh, Thompson
1: Um, Ross Thomas Ross Thomas oh we have to devote a whole show to Ross Thomas or to Inside the Beltway books which would be just great
0: because he writes these mysteries that are set in D.C. they're all about politics yeah that would be great him, Ward Just there's a couple of Larry McMurtry runs that would fit in there as well what are these books?
1: So um, these are two brand new books, um, and the first one that I want to talk about is called American Reckoning, The Vietnam War and Our National Identity by a professor at um, University of Massachusetts Amherst Christian, named Christian Appy. And um, I think when you have somebody who's who's talking, when you have a reviewer who's talking about their feelings about a book that deals with politics or history, that it behooves that reviewer to state where they're coming from. And I have to say I'm coming from um, the, the position of someone who lived through the Vietnam War and, and went to those marches in Washington. And, uh, and I've always... Um, it felt very strongly about where we went wrong and it, those kinds of things, you know. I mean, I'm like a, 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 a you know, a true lefty. Mm-hmm. And reading this book, um, it, it's, it's really a book about the myth of American exceptionalism and how, beginning with Vietnam, we can no longer say we are morally superior to other countries.
0: I believe we just went through a decade, Nancy, if I'm not mistaken, where that's exactly why we ended up bombing uh, most of the Middle East.
1: Yes, and reading this book is—it's both in—it's enlightening because there's so much. When you live through something, you don't see it; you see just a narrow view of it. So, so now we're 50 years later, um, after the war. And, and so reading what he's describing, which goes back as far as the 1950s when he talks about the U.S. Um, uh, involvement in Guatemala and uh, all of the CIA uh, overthrowing... Uh, regularly, legally elected officials through Vietnam and how we were lied, how the, the American people were lied to systematically. I mean, in that the Gulf of Tonkin resolution was based on lies, based on lies. And when I read that part, you could have substituted weapons of mass destruction. It was exactly the same. And so, I mean, this is a book guaranteed... If you're of a certain political persuasion, uh, gar- maybe not. Maybe both political persuasions, guaranteed to raise your blood pressure. Whoa. And and if you if you accept the, the 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 very well annotated and lots of notes, good bibliography, all of those things, y- you know, he's g- giving us just this picture of our country that says we're not who we think we are, even though our currently, when something happens, when Abu Ghraib, when all those pictures came out, what was the response? The response was that's not who we are. Well, I'm sorry, but it does seem, based on the last 50 or so years, it is who we are.
0: Well, uh, one of the things that was brought home to me in that trip to Selma was that we as Americans sort of gloss over what it actually meant to be a nation that was built on the wealth of slaves because we were very much that nation that enslaved, killed, bred, destroyed other people's lives in order to profit you know and then of course we could lay onto that what we did to the native people that were here and we being the Europeans so yeah it would be nice to have the kind of truth and reconciliation, not just about race, but about the continual lies we tell ourselves, because we're still telling them today. Why'd you say um, both political persuasions might be willing to learn something?
1: Well, if you're willing to learn something of whatever political persuasion you are, this is a book that will give you a view of of the recent past, the last half of the 20th century, and where we are now. That's just that's stunning in its just layering on. It's just not one, one administration, or it's not just the Democrats, or it's not just the Republicans. It's the same, the same misinformation that we're getting. I, I, I mean, it's just incredible to think about.
0: I remember a book that, uh, that uh, came through the station and I did the interview with the editors. It was called Unwinding the Vietnam War, and it was 90, early 90s. So they were 30 years out now they were looking at it, and it was a series of essays uh, about these sort of same things, like trying to unravel what had happened. How does a book like this compare with, oh, some of the stuff Halberstam wrote, Best in the Brightest, yeah. or some of the stuff yeah. that uh, Seymour Hersh was writing right. later?
1: Um, he uses both. And, and the Best in the Brightest, if someone wants to read about the Vietnam War, for my money, the Neil Sheehan's The Best in the Brightest is the best. I mean, no, I'm sorry, the, the, David Halbert's, Halberstam's, Halberstam's the the Best in the Brightest. Neil, Neil Sheehan's, Sheehan's was. Shining, yeah, Neil Sheehan's is A Bright Shining Lie. Both of those are just um, remarkable books and well worth reading. Um, It it just worries me that every generation forgets what the previous generation went through politically. And so, except for a book like this, which puts it all together, you you think, well, we're different. You know, this has happened to us. But in fact, it was happening for years... you know, decades and decades and decades. Um, uh, Christian Appy has written several books about Vietnam, and I think for this book, the, what he wanted, the point he wanted to make is how our view of ourselves, the things that we pride ourselves on as a nation, don't hold up against the facts of the past. And I, I, it's, a, it's a terribly sad book for anyone who cares about what kind of country we are yeah,
0: the things we could justify. I've been listening to Dangerous Assignment, which is an old-time radio show from the 50s and 60s with Brian Donlevy, and he's he's a, he's the spy... Who is was called on to go overthrow legitimately elected governments in in, in South America and the unnamed countries? You know where the people that are against us are using the Democrats to to uh, maybe get control. So we're going to fight them and overthrow them. It it is the you know justification, legitimization of all the things that you're talking about. It played in popular culture on radio all the time.
1: Well, and let's not forget. I was a communist for the FBI as a series, right? Or, or the television show I led three lives. Yeah, you know all yeah. of that.
0: Yeah, we tell we tell we tell ourselves stories. American Reckoning, the Vietnam War, and our national identity. Christian G. Appy, A. P. P. Y. Is this one going to make me happier?
1: Yeah, this is fun. This is a fun one. It's called The Strangler Vine by M. J. Carter, and it's set in 1837 in India, which is you know the height of the raj close to the height of the raj and it's a it's a great m- mystery that brings to life india at that time a, a wonderful pair of detectives, and every uh, just the kind of book that you just lose yourself in, the kind of old fashioned adventure where the hero is is you know locked in the stockade and he has to get out, and you know there 's the beautiful woman who 's going to help him, maybe, and then this you, is my kind of book yeah, and then you know there 's the whole uh, the, the whole of course colonial issue these are British. Um, uh you know the, the the detective um the 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 man who's murdered is um a brit in the army and the person who tries to figure out what happened to him also a brit um so it's just uh it's great it's the kind of book i absolutely love
0: nicely written
1: yeah very nicely written and and um or or let me say i didn't it didn't bother me which is more to the and oh, plus, and how could you not like a book that has maps as as um, papers? Oh,
0: totally. Oh, I love a book that has. Oh, so he's. This is where he goes mm-hmm. across there. Oh, from Calcutta across the different Indian states, huh?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just it, this is this is the kind of book that um, anyone who loves history, anyone who loves thrillers, uh, anyone who wants to get out of the twentieth century back to a probably. Well, you can argue more or less, Civilized Time. Uh, this is the book for them.
0: Yeah, Except, of course, again, for the people who were colonized and had to live through the, their, their Raj. Was Do you know this author? Have, have you read anything else by this author?
1: No, and, but it's, it made me think I want to go back and um, pick up and see what else this author has written. And I believe she's a woman, even though she's writing under M.J. Carter.
0: Oh, look at that. Uh, uh, author of historical books. The Three Anthony Blount Blunt, Anthony Blunt. His lives and the three emperors, three cousins, three empires and the road to World War 1. Interesting.
1: Oh my gosh, I didn't put that together. I did read that book, Steve. You and I we talked about that. When it came out, it's about the three cousins. Um it's about um Tsar Nicholas, and the, the, the King of England, and the, the, um, the uh, Austrian Emperor, remember? Yes, yes. And how they're all grandchildren of Victoria. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my right. gosh. No wonder it was so good, and no wonder it was so accurate, this book. All right. Good for
0: you. Great. The Strangler Vine, M.J. Carter. By the way, I love the, uh, I love the illustration. I would buy this. We talked about this before. I would buy this book for its cover.
1: But, Steve, did you notice what the picture is of?
0: Well, it's a noose, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, a noose. I mean, that gives you a little chill. Oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. But it's nicely done. All right, good historical books. Thank you, Nancy. You're
1: you're welcome, Steve. Bye, Steve.
0: Bye, you guys. Please find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and at thatstackofbooks.com. There you'll also find the other podcasts I'm working on. The House of Podcasts contains many rooms. We won't be back at the Brian Corner Cafe for a few more weeks. Some of us are on vacation. We will be back 3-15, April 21st. That's a Tuesday. Please join us. We'd like to hear what you're reading, what you're thinking about. And usually, they have half-price cookies. See you then. Happy reading.